So here we are. Uh, we're actually at the end of the sermon series entitled I Am. And if, if this actually is the first time you're here, um, it's actually okay. This is one of those sermon series that you haven't missed anything. It's not where one week built on the next, on the next, on the next. Each is, is its own self-contained um, unit. Uh, where where the, the idea of I am comes from is Jesus, any number of times, talked about himself, teaching about himself. And he'd also uh, often begin those teaching moments by saying, I am. We, we've looked at I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am oh, the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the bread of life. Today we're looking at I am the vine. So let's take a look at what Jesus said. This is John chapter 15. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me. As I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch. It's thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let's go back to the first thing Jesus said in that section. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Jesus says he is the true vine, the genuine one, the, the real one. Which then means, if he's the true vine, the genuine one, that, that means that there can be other vines. And that's actually a first point. If you're a fill-in-the-blank kind of person in the, in the handout, that's the first blank. There can be other vines. All right, I'm just going to go right into this. I know you've all seen this, you've experienced this, and odds are you've been part of this. You walk into a room or you see a group of people and you see that. You know what I mean, right? Everyone in the room has this out. They're doing this, they're swiping, all sorts of... I'm not saying these are bad. I'm not saying these are evil, okay? In fact, I use my cell phone a lot to communicate with people. But when this is something that we are so connected to that it means we're not connected or as connected to Jesus, the, the, the true vine, then that's when it becomes a problem. You see, there can be other vines in our lives, other things that we're connected to. I don't know if you've ever read the book of Proverbs in the Bible. Um, the book of Proverbs is all filled with God's wisdom, okay? And, and they're wise sayings. That's what a proverb is. The, the book of Proverbs begins with, with a father almost pleading with his child to listen to wisdom, to listen to God's wisdom, and not to pay attention, not, not to listen to foolishness and, and folly. Why does he do that? He, he does it 
Because we can have other vines, other things that we are connected to in our lives. And he's pleading with his son, be connected to God and get God's wisdom and, and not be connected to all these other things. Because here's the thing. All these other things in our lives, vines that we're connected to, they, they will affect us. Okay, the, the Bible's filled with examples uh, where people are, are influenced by other things instead of God's wisdom. W one example comes to mind, and it's, it's Lot's daughters. Okay, so, so Lot it, it has, has shared God's wisdom, God's love with his kids. And then after their city has been destroyed, Lot's daughters show that they were connected way more to other things than God's wisdom. And what they did is absolutely horrendous. I'm not going to give you the details. It's kind of rated R, okay? Genesis 19, if you want to look it up. But the point is, we, we can have other vines in our lives other than the true one. And it will affect us. Let's go back to what Jesus said. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And that brings us to our second point, if you're filling the blank person, pruning helps. Okay, so, so pruning is when a gardener takes a little scissors and snips and cuts and maybe he cuts off a dead branch or a, a part of the plant that's just not doing well. Or maybe he even cuts off a healthy part. But the reason he does that is, is when you prune, that plant produces even more fruit. And so Jesus says here, the, the gardener who's God, the father, he, he prunes, he cuts. Now, now, the original Greek word that's translated as pruning um, also can mean cleansing or clean. And that's actually what Jesus meant when he said this in just a few verses after. Uh, he said, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Talking to his disciples, they were clean. He spoke God's word, his, God's wisdom to these disciples. They heard it. The Holy Spirit used that word to create faith in their hearts. And they were clean. They were forgiven. The same thing is true for us. And actually, this shows us right here why Jesus is the true vine, the genuine thing, why he is so important. Hours after saying these words, Jesus was discarded by the leaders of the Jews, thrown away like, like a, a dead branch in a burn pile. Except the leaders didn't burn Jesus. They nailed him to a tree. It was just hours after saying this that Jesus was arrested, put on trial, and then the next day killed on the cross. See, see what Jesus did on the cross is that he, he took the times when our priorities aren't so great he took those times when we are way more connected to other vines rather than Jesus. He took all our, our failures, all our sins, and he died for them on the cross. And, and so he says, 
you're already clean. You're forgiven. But his love is even more amazing than that. Because he wants to make us even better. And that's the idea of pruning. You see, sometimes good things get in the way. And so if they're getting in the way, snip, cut. Because he wants us to stay connected to that true, genuine vine, Jesus. Um, if you grew up in the 80s and the 90s, um, you probably can tell me exactly what movie this is. What movie is this? Karate Kid, right. I, I love this movie, right? Um, there's wise old Mr. Miyagi teaching Daniel LaRusso how to snip and cut and form a bonsai tree. And, and just little snips, little snips, little tying of the branches, and you can make that bonsai tree to, to look at the way that you want it to look. In, in a way, that, that's exactly what God does with us. He wants to make us better. And so snip, cut, to make us what he wants us to be, better. Now, here's the thing, though. When those types of things happen in our life, it, it, it is really easy, especially if those snips are, are cutting off good parts, it's really easy to start asking and wondering, why? Why is God doing this? Why is God allowing this? I have a suggestion then. And I, I think this helps. I, I don't know if it helps in every situation, but I, I think in a lot of times it does. And, and the suggestion is this. Instead of asking why, ask what? Instead of asking why is God doing this, ask what is God accomplishing with this? Remember, a gardener, every time he proves that there's a purpose for that, there's a reason. So, so why, no, what is God accomplishing with this? And maybe that snip is, is um, you lose a job. M maybe it's um, this paycheck you had planned for this now has to pay for that air conditioning that needs to be repaired. Or, or maybe it's it's... The, the, the boyfriend, the girlfriend that dumped you, or it's, it's whatever that snip is, what is God accomplishing with that? I don't have the answer for what is God accomplishing in all those little snips. But Jesus does tell us the big picture. He said here, Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. The, the, the big picture, the reason for the snips, for the pruning, is that we remain in Jesus and then bear fruit, which brings us to the next point here. Remaining in Jesus means fruit. I'm going to talk about fruit in just a minute. First, let's talk about what it means to remain in Jesus. Actually, Jesus tells us in just a few verses. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. To remain in Jesus means that his word 
is here, that, that you're in church listening and learning, that, that um, at home, on, on your own, maybe at work or in a car or whatever, you're, you're reading God's word, you're, you're listening to it, or you're, you're in a small group, you're asking questions, or you're, you're in a starting point class, or you go back to the starting point and just for a refresher. It means God's word is part of you and you're soaking it in. When that happens, then Jesus says you, you, you bear fruit. So what kind of fruit is he talking about? Um, Bible talks about in Galatians about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, the idea there is um, these are characteristic traits, things that God is, that he wants us to be also. And so he, he comes to us, he shows us his characteristics, he works in our hearts, and they come out of us. So there are things like love, peace, joy, patience, gentleness, self-control. The more we learn about God's love, peace, patience, gentleness, self-control, those things, the more we learn about his, the more they come out in us. The more we remain connected to the vine, the more fruit we produce. Now, there also is a warning here. The warning is this. Proximity is not the same as being connected. Um, even if you're not a gardener, okay, we, we understand this picture, right, the, the picture of a plant. I mean, even our own bodies, right? We have veins and arteries, and they carry blood and oxygen to the parts of the body that needs it inside a plant. That nutrient is, is carried from the branch to the vine to, to, the, to the smaller branches to the very ends where the fruit and the leaves are. We understand that. And so we also understand when there's a storm and a branch from a tree breaks off the tree and it falls, that branch is dead, okay? That branch may fall right next to the tree trunk, but proximity is not the same thing as being connected. And the same is true of people and Jesus. Think of um, Judas. For three years, he was in close proximity to Jesus. But he wasn't connected to him. Okay, the same can, can be true of us. Can someone come here, sit in these chairs, but not be connected to Jesus? Yeah. Th that's why th this is, is not a spectator thing. Okay? That's why it's important to pay attention and think and, 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 and figure out, okay, what's this mean for me and, and really make this yours? It's, proximity is not the same thing as being connected. Being connected to the vine means you're, you're receiving God's word, God's love, God's wisdom from the vine. Jesus. Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Really? 
ask whatever you wish, and I'll be done for you? I'd like a meal from Giordano's Pizza right there. Really? Win the lottery. Okay, so we, we understand that's not what Jesus is talking about because thing, those things don't happen. Okay, this is not like Jesus is a genie and gives you three wishes no matter whatever you want, right? So what is Jesus talking about here? The key is the very beginning. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. The more we're connected to Jesus, the more we're receiving and thinking about and learning his word, that the more his word is here, the more we learn about God's will, guess what comes out of our lives? More and more of God's will. Um, hours after saying this, Jesus himself gave us a good example. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to be arrested. And, and he's praying that, that this suffering, this pain that's coming could, could be taken away. But then he says, Lord, but, but not my will, but rather your will be done. So when we remain in Jesus, we, we learn and hear more about God's will. God's will is what comes out of us. And guess what? God's will is always going to be done. Jesus says this is all his father's glory last fill in the blank there for you this is to my father's glory and this is specifically what jesus said he said this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples it's all to god's glory but this is not easy this takes a lot of work to to stay connected to the vine. I have a picture I want to show you. This is um, not exactly a picture I'm proud of, okay? This is a picture of, of my garden. At least it was a garden three, four years ago. Guess what? If you don't take of a garden, don't take care of a garden, it doesn't give you, f well, there's supposed to be strawberries there. Uh, tomatoes, onions, there's some peppers, some le yeah, it, you have to take care of it, right? It takes work. You, you have to plant the seed, you have to weed it, you have to water it, keep the bugs out, keep the animals out. It, it takes a lot of work. The same is true of being connected to the true vine. D don't let complacency take over. Don't let other vines overtake the true, genuine vine. This takes work. I love uh, any number of illustrations the Bible uses. Um, we, we often use the illustration in the book of Ecclesiastes to actually describe marriage. In Ecclesiastes, it talks about a rope of, of three strands. And it's a great illustration for for marriage, that, that you have husband, wife, and, and Jesus. It takes effort to keep Jesus at the center of your marriage, doesn't it? There, there's, um, if you're single, though, if you're connected to the vine, that means you're not alone. Jesus is with you. Parents, keep pruning away maybe some good things in your kids' lives so that they are focused on the real, true vine. 
And you know what? Maybe you're here today because you feel that things are, are, are just leaving and things are being taken away and it feels like God's pruning in your life. And that's why you're here today. Whatever the reason, whatever your setting is, what, what Jesus says here is um, really clear. If you look at these eight verses, eight times in these eight verses, Jesus says the word, remain. Think maybe he's telling us something? <laughs> to remain, to stay in the vine, stay connected to him. All right, I, I know I have some kids here who go to Illinois Lutheran, okay? And, and specifically Illinois Lutheran Elementary, right? So at Illinois Lutheran Elementary, every week on Fridays, they have a chapel service, a church service for, for the kids. And once a month at Illinois Lutheran, um, they show a video, the, the kids' connection video. You guys remember that? Okay? All right. Not to put you on the spot, but I think, I know, I think you know this. So what is the way that every kids' connection video ends? You remember what they say? What, what is it? What is it? Finish it. Stay connected to Jesus, okay? This is actually, I'm going to show you a real quick clip. This is the way the last video ended in May, and it's looking ahead to the new school year. So here it is. Until September, stay, stay connected, connected to, to Jesus. Kids Connection! Stay connected! Stay connected to Jesus. Every single video, they end that way. Why do they repeat that? And by the way, they've been doing those videos for 20, 25 years, something like that, okay? Everyone ended that way. Why? Why would they keep, keep on reminding children, let alone all of us, to stay connected to Jesus? That's exactly what Jesus tells us here, to stay connected to him. He is the, the, the vine. We are the branches. If we remain in him, we will bear much fruit, all to his glory. Amen.